Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. I'm Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. I am super, super excited for our guest today. Her name is Kara Alwell Leba. She's a best selling personal development author and master life coach who encourages women to live effervescently and make their happiness a priority. So she's obsessed with women on the edge of change and believes that self help can feel as chic and glamorous as sipping on a glass of champagne. And she's also relaunching a revamped version of her book, Girl Code. Unlocking the Secrets to Success, Sanity, and Happiness on July 4th. You could pre order that now. I'll have the link in the show notes. Hi, Kara. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you. So, first off, like, I just want to compliment you on your brand and your message, like, glamorous and chic self help. I love that <laughs> Aww, so much. Oh, thank you. It's- thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first, let's talk about how this all came to be. I know you have something called the champagne diet that you talk about. Can you just share your story, your personal story of yeah, how it all yeah. began? So my blog started eight years, no, nine years ago. Oh my gosh, it's so long. I feel so crazy to even say that. <laughs> so nine years ago, I started a blog that was actually inspired by an actual glass of champagne, although champagne has really now kind of turned into a metaphor for me. But I was in a time in my life where I was working for MTV full-time. I was in advertising. I really didn't love what I was doing. I just didn't really feel connected to it. But like most of us, you kind of get you know stuck in a job. It pays the bills. It pays well. You're good at it. So you kind of just feel like, well, this is what it's like to be a grown-up. I might as well keep this good job. And you know, every, from the outside, I think my life looked better than it felt inside, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like there was something more for me. I was always really, really creative. I always knew that I wanted to be a writer and do something with writing and write books. So I started a blog when I was kind of going through a transformational time in my own life. You know, I was with a, a guy that wasn't really good for me. It was a really unhealthy relationship. I was really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't making time for myself. I wasn't working out and eating well. And I was in this mind-numbing job. So a friend of mine suggested drinking champagne because, you know, I was looking for like a new diet to go on that weekend. I think that was always my solution to everything. <laughs> like, well, if I could just yeah. lose 10 pounds. And she suggested drinking champagne as like this sort of healthy alternative, you know, to beer or cocktails. So I said, okay, sure. And I went out that night and I had a glass of champagne. And then the next night I went out and had another glass. And that kind of just became the thing that I Mm -hmm. did like when I was out celebrating. And I felt like I just felt really different when I drank champagne. There was something like, I'm sure you felt this way too. If you know, if you've had a glass, like it just kind of elevates the mood of everything. You know, you hear a champagne bottle pop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you hear like, if you're around and you hear a champagne Mm -hmm. bottle pop, it's like, Ooh, what's going on? Like who's, who's here? Who's celebrating? Yeah. So that whole vibe really inspired my blog and my what I call champagne lifestyle. And I started to change everything. And I started to, you know, eat better and exercise more and work on my wellness and my mental health. And, you know, I got rid of the bad boyfriend and I switched jobs and I started writing mm-hmm. and I just felt like a completely different person. And then through that, you know, I started life coaching and writing and I'm here today. 
Wow. So you've written six best-selling books and you've self-published all of them. Congratulations, because first of all, that's like amazing. I wanted to ask what prompted you to start wanting to write self-help books? Well, you know, like I said, I was going through my own transformation and I was really learning so much about myself. And so many of the women that were reaching out to me who were reading the blog were looking for someone to turn to, you know, to, to just to talk about what they were going through. So I really fell in love with the connection that I was making with my readers. And that's when I decided mm-hmm. to become a life coach because I thought, well, how can I turn this into something professional, something that could actually become a career someday? So I went to life coaching school and I got my certification. I got a few certifications and I started taking on clients. And that's when I started to write because as much as I loved life coaching, I felt like I could reach a much wider audience if I was able to do it in the form of books because obviously like, you know, when you're working with one client one-on-one, you're kind of limiting that information to one person. So to be able to do that through books Mm -hmm. and, you know, to do it in a way that I didn't see it being done. So like my whole thing, my tagline is making self-help chic. You know, I didn't want my books to feel like Mm -hmm. preachy, self-help boring books. I wanted them to feel really fresh and really fun. And a girl like me, you know, would want to read them. So that was really where that whole concept came from. Yeah. I love it. So I, I did read your recent blog post about how your whole book writing journey came full circle after 10 years. It's an amazing story. Like, do you want to share about that? Yeah. I had always wanted to be traditionally published. That was like my dream. You know, I had the Carrie Bradshaw dream, like getting a book deal and, you know, having this fabulous book launch party. And I just pictured that going that way. I really had no idea what was really involved in getting a book deal and getting a publisher. So about 10 years ago, I decided that I wanted to take this book writing thing seriously. And that was, you know, around the time that I was working on the blog and starting the blog. And a couple years into that journey, I really got serious about it. And I started researching the publishing world. And I learned quickly that you have to get a literary agent, in most cases, to be traditionally published. And the self-publishing world at that point really was nothing like what it is today. It was totally different. It was much harder to make Mm -hmm. it happen, much less accessible for most people. So I stalked every agent that I could basically find on the internet. (laughs) And I emailed like everyone Mm -hmm. with my query letter, which is basically like a pitch that you send them. And I did a ton of research on how to write a query letter and all that stuff. And I wound up getting a couple different offers. And one agent in particular decided to represent me. And that was the point that I was sure that I was going to get a book deal. I was like, well, I've got this agent and we've got this proposal that we've been working on for months and months. And she wound up shopping it to all of her contacts in publishing and all of them rejected it. And there were 19 in total, you know, and that was a big number for me. I didn't even know there were like 19 publishers. At that point, the feedback was really all the same. It was basically like, well, you know, she's kind of a a new author. She doesn't really have a big following. We don't really know who she is. She doesn't have a proven track record. And at that time, you know, this is like before Instagram and Pinterest and all that. It was like Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By the time that I got the agent, it was a little bit like less than 10 years. But still, Mm -hmm. it was very, very different. And my following was pretty small. It was dedicated and they were loyal, but it was small. So at that point, I had to really take a step back and just be like, you know, is this for me? Like, am I – am I going to actually do this? Am I going to, you know, 
keep fighting and figuring out a way to do it, or maybe I'm just not meant to be an author. And I remember a Seth Godin blog post. Do you follow Seth at all? Yes. I'm a huge okay, fan. Okay, cool. So he's actually on my publishing company, mm-hmm. which is so crazy. They do his books. So to, oh, yeah, nice. it's oh totally gosh. full circle moment. But I read a post that he wrote called Choose Yourself. And it was specifically about publishing. And it was talking about the publishing world and how it was changing and how you no longer have to wait to be chosen by a publisher or chosen by a company. Like you can really chart your own path, especially, you know, in the world of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And that really spoke to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to choose myself. If they don't want to take a chance on me, I have to take a chance on me. So I self-published my – I love that. Thanks. Yeah. And I think it goes for everyone listening. You know, like whatever that is that you want to do, like you've got to believe in yourself because if you don't, how can you ever expect someone else to? Mm -hmm. So – I kind of like shelved the idea of getting traditionally published and I just thought, well, it's not the right time and maybe it never will be, but I'm going to do this on my own. So I self-published my first book and it did well and it did reach number one spots on Amazon and it was selling pretty decently. Nice. Yeah, thanks. And then like it just kind of kept going from there and I Mm -hmm. did a few more books and then Girl Code is really the one that just put me on the map. For whatever reason, I think – the message in that book just was something people were really ready to hear. And I just happened to be the person that kind of brought that out. Mm -hmm. And the book had been out at that point for about a year and a half. And two days before Thanksgiving, an editor at Penguin Random House, um, the portfolio imprint, the one that published Girl Boss and a lot of Seth Godin's book and Simon Sinek. Epic. Yeah. They reached out to me and they asked me if I would ever consider getting, you know, working with a traditional publisher. And that was like one of those moments where it's like, just chills, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, is this like actually happening? (laughs) So um, I wound up meeting with them and in January they made an offer to me and I signed a double book deal with them. So they are re-releasing Girl Code and I'm doing a new book next summer called Like She Owns the Place. another book. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, cool. I I get goosebumps listening to that story too because it's like magical. It's so crazy. It's amazing. To me, it's just proof that like basically anything you want to happen that you can picture in your, in your, head will happen if you do the work and you just leave a little bit of room for magic. Exactly. Because I'm all about, you know, law of attraction and having a vision for your life. A lot of people, they're in the early stages and they're not patient enough or they don't see things happening. And I mean, it was 10 years from the time you decided to start writing books till, you know, this full circle moment where you're actually getting published by a traditional, like a huge publisher. So I just think that's super cool. Thank you. It really has been a very, very long journey, but I don't know if you saw the quote that I wrote on my blog, but like when you kind of look back at everything and you start to connect the dots looking backwards, as Steve Jobs says, you know, it all starts to make sense. It all like, you're like, oh, well, that's why I got told no. And that's why, you know, I had all these rejections because I had to do it this way to prove to myself that it could be done. Yeah. And it's better because you proved that you could do it yourself and you really did choose yourself. Like that's an amazing story. Like I want everyone to like, you know, take that in and really decide what you can do. Yep. Yeah. So to all the listeners, out there make sure to like pre-order that copy of girl code i literally pre-ordered it yesterday and i'm excited to read it because i haven't read it yet thank you yeah subtitle is for female entrepreneurs but i think any woman can Mm -hmm. relate to this book you know i talk so much about the whole sort of competitive nature that a lot of women have i've had it in the past in my own life you know from time to time and i think like all of those philosophies on how to really shift your mindset into a more confident space and a more supportive space really applies to like anybody out there who just wants to be better and feel better. Before we go on, I'd love to tell you about our sponsor, Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online store often described as Whole Foods products at Costco prices. 
all the top premium, healthy, and organic products at 25 to 50% below retail prices shipped straight to your door. Thrive Market members pay a $60 annual membership to get access to all the best healthy and organic products at wholesale prices, which most people will typically make back in savings within their first two orders. What I love most about Thrive Market is that they're making healthy living affordable for everyone. For each person who joins, Thrive Market donates a membership to a low-income family, veteran, or teacher. So together, we're all making healthy living more affordable and accessible. The Lavender Lifestyle listeners will get 20% off of their first purchase, plus a 30-day free trial and free shipping on orders that are $49 or more. To snag that deal, go to thrivemarket.com slash lavender. The link is also in the show notes below. All right, back to the podcast. Right. So I want to ask, is there like a specific lesson in Girl Code that you think is the most powerful? Like, was there like a part that's been really impactful to your readers in the past? You know, I think really staying away from drama and focusing on yourself and your business and really reevaluating the people around you and what you're partaking in. For me, that's Mm -hmm. something that changed my life. And when I talk to a lot of women, you know, they say that that's kind of the thing that they took away from the book, like not getting caught up in like the quote Mm -hmm. haters and the people who nitpick you and call you names or talk about you behind your back. Like my favorite quote, there's no time for BS when you're building an empire. That is a quote that I created and sort of a mantra that I live by. And that's one of the chapters in Girl Code. And it's so true. It's like, you know, when we're creating something big and we're really contributing our light and our magic to this world, who has time to worry about a nasty comment on Facebook or what the neighbor said about you? Like it just – So true. Yeah. It all becomes so small. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there's no time for BS when you're creating an yep. empire. <laughs> yes. <a> quote? <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. No, because I mean, I'm on YouTube and you get like constant negative comments every day. And yeah, some of them you can brush off, but some of them, it, it takes some time to like, it does hurt. It does hurt. And I think, you know, like the most important thing to remember is if somebody is taking the time out to write a nasty comment to you, that says a lot more about them and their character than it does about you. You know, those people are on happy, they're sick, yeah. they're not well. So you have to just kind of wish them well, send them light and just move on. Mm-hmm. Just move on. Just keep doing you. Keep doing you. you. Exactly. All right. So, I mean, I want to dig deep. I'm curious, what is your next book going to be? Like, what are you excited about right now? Aside from Girl Code. Yes. So the next yeah. book is called Like She Owns the Place. And it's a book about s- developing real sustainable confidence as a woman. And I think the messaging that we receive as women is so much based on superficial changes. So if you read any magazine article, you know, it's like how to get more confident, lose weight, you know, get Botox, wear this makeup, you know, dress Mm -hmm. this way. And I I think that stuff just that it's very toxic and it's very negative for us. And in my own life and in the lives of the women that I've worked with, the real way that I have developed the most confidence is by facing the things that are the scariest to me, by facing my imperfections, my flaws, and really embracing all of that stuff about myself and realizing that beauty, especially as women, you know, to me, beauty is an energy. And when you can kind of take all the pressure off of yourself to be perfect and to look perfect, perfect, everything changes. And I think that we need to really start sending Mm -hmm. a new message to women about the way that they feel about themselves and that nobody is perfect. And, you know, all of those filtered, you know, Instagram photos that are face tuned, those are all for show. 
But if we can kind of start to show who we are and what we're about and what what really means something to us, I think the whole dynamic with women and confidence is going to change. So I really am excited to write this book and to just put a new light on what confidence really means. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited for that book as well. Do you know when that will That's going to come out early next summer, so about a year from now. Nice. So what advice do you have for listeners out there who also want to be thriving girl bosses like yourself? Maybe they also want to be best-selling authors. What kind of advice do you have for them? You know, I think my first piece of advice is to work really, really hard, but also be patient. So, you know, like you mentioned, my journey has been 10 years basically since I decided that I wanted to write. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women come to me and they're like, well, why am I not successful yet? Or I can't make this happen. Or I don't have this many followers on Instagram or on, you know, Facebook. Just be patient and just trust that. Like there's a um, another – I'm like a huge quote girl. So like I love all these like mantras and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's one – I didn't write this myself. I found this somewhere. But the quote is, what's for you will not pass you. And to me, that's something that I've always told myself again and again when I've been anxious or stressed. And I think everyone who's listening can take that away from this interview – What's meant for you will not pass you. So as long as you stay focused Mm -hmm. on what you want to do, keep working really, really hard and just keep visualizing success for yourself. You know, I think we're so – it's so easy to visualize failure and to imagine yourself like flubbing a presentation or not getting a client or not doing well. But when you start to think about yourself succeeding and really picture yourself succeeding, it makes a huge, huge difference. So patience, it's super important. What about like, how do you stay committed though throughout that process? How do you stay patient? How Like when you fail or fall off the wagon, how do you bounce back? Well, I mean, for me, I can't picture not doing this. You know, I love what I do so much. Like my mm-hmm. husband laughs because I get up at like six in the morning and the first thing that I do is like run to the computer and start working. But I can't like imagine <laughs> not doing it. So for me, like the other option would be to quit and that's just not an option. So I think we have to kind of look around at you, at the women that you admire. And if you're in business and you see women out there who are killing it and who are doing a really great job and being really successful, I think you kind of have to remind yourself that they failed too, that they had moments where they wanted to give up. And you know, imagine if they had. Like think about all of the great products and services and books and all these great things that wouldn't exist if those women gave in and, and gave up on themselves. So mm-hmm. use that as inspiration to keep going and, you know, know that your time is going to come. Yeah. It also sounds like for you, like you had no plan B, like this is what you wanted. So you did it, right? Yeah. Like it was your only option. I mean, I, I can relate to that as well. I think in the beginning stages, like I was very unsure and uncertain. And then it got to this point where I'm like, no, like I'm not giving up. Like this is yeah. it. This is what I want to keep doing. Yeah. And you know, again, like, like I said, it's just like, that's what you want to do. And it may not always like look the way you thought it was going to look. You know, I'm a big believer in creative solutions. Mm-hmm. So self-publishing was a great example of that. Like, you know, it doesn't always yeah. work the first time or it doesn't always work the way that you thought it was going to work. But if you can be open and flexible, flexible and really, you know, realize that there are different ways for things to kind of work for you. You know, you feel a lot different mm-hmm. when you kind of, you know, make start making stuff happen. You become a little bit more in flow. Yeah, you do have to keep an open mind because it might not happen the way you expect it exactly. to. All right, I love it. Do you have any last words for our listeners out there who just want to be like an amazing person like yourself? <laughs> you're so sweet. Well, I think the big kind of philosophy and theme around Girl Code is supporting other women. 
And so, you know, reach mm-hmm. out to women around you, like tap into a great network. If you don't have people close to you who are successful and who are supportive, go find them, you know, like join a Facebook group or yes. join, you know, some kind of community or go on meetup and start going to networking events and don't get discouraged. It's like, I think it's really hard to make friends as adults. You know, it's like, it's like yeah. a weird kind of world. Cause like, as you grow and evolve and, you know, move forward, especially as like a brand owner, a business owner, you really change and you really find yourself very disconnected from people you may have been closer to when you were young. So I think building that network takes a lot of time, but it's so important and it's so worth it. So if you see a woman out there who's doing something amazing, like let her know, send her an email, you know, leave a comment on her Mm -hmm. page and, you know, empower the people around you. And it really does a lot for them. And it also does so much for yourself. Yes. A support system is so important. I can't stress that enough because in the beginning, you feel so lonely. But once you start like reaching out to other women, connecting with like like-minded people, whether they're creatives or business people, like it really is motivating. It is. And you know, I think sometimes it's not about thinking about that opportunity, like what's in it for me, but just genuinely connect. Like just genuinely reach out with yeah. like no expectations and don't think about business. Like we're missing like real like girl power. I feel like everybody's sort of so business focused, like, well, what can I get from this? Or, you know, what am I going to do? Like, how can I, no, like just, just say hi, go have a glass of champagne with someone, go have a cup of coffee and like just connect and, you know, focus on real female empowerment. And like, don't just, you know, I see a lot of people posting Mm -hmm. like girl power all over Instagram, but like go actually put it into play, put it into your real life and act on it. And it really changes things. Yes. I love it. I I just like have an image of you like drinking champagne with girls. It's very (laughs) sex in the city. (laughs) But I love it. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for just giving us some of your time talking about Girl Code. Everyone out there, make sure to check out Kara. She has a website, karaallwell.com or on Facebook and Instagram at The Champagne Diet. As always, all the links are in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. I really appreciate it. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps me so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. All right, love you all. Bye.